1: Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo.
0: Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo!
2: Talk. Give me two. What up, everybody? It's Michael Govier, Mike Virginia, and Britton Allen. We're live for the Plutow Podcast. That's two L's and two Z's every time. This is going to be a good show. We are doing our first draft prep strategy session of 2024. We're gonna be talking all kinds of baseball stuff, fantasy baseball stuff galore. We got breakouts, we got insane fantasy takes, we've got a 40-man roster talk. We got so much stuff. Non-roster invitees. I'm really excited to do this show. And Mike, you and I have been doing a little bit of shows together to kick things off this year. So it's good to see you again, my brother.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Happy to happy to get the gang back together. If you guys saw in the uh, Discord, I don't know if you guys saw it. I posted the. Uh, the hangover when they're all three in the car and they're like we are back <laughs> a little gif I, I posted so i'm happy to do a show with you guys today man i'm, I'm pumped and
2: there's our guy britain who's has uh, been a busy man in january he did the one show with paul spore which really took off check that out on youtube it was a really really solid draft and hold review that i think everybody could bet it from from regardless of the format
1: but he's back ready to rock britain what's up dude it's february let's do this great to see y'all again. So happy to be here. I have uh, uh, been drafting, so I've kind of been working through some issues on NFBC League, and I figured it out. I figured out the secret. The secret to all draft prep. What? All you have to do, guys, this is going to blow your mind. All you have to do is draft Ronald Acuna Jr., and you're done. (laughs) That's it. No more draft prep. That's it. Just, Let me get just, a pen and paper. I'll just, be right Just by. draft Ronald Acuna, and you're good.
2: <laughs> Shut the show down. It's over. No more needs to be said. Uh, yeah, I heard he's pretty good. He had a good year last year. We'll talk about, you know, probably not Ronald Acuna today, based on what we got lined up here. I'm really excited about it. It's jam-packed. We're going to hope to do these shows all the way up to opening day. Basically, we'll be doing several draft prep strategy shows on the Pulitzer Podcast YouTube. We're over on Twitch. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. In fact, now we're broadcasting on Mike's Twitter handle for the first time today. That's exciting! Woo-hoo! Yeah. So uh, you can find us all over the place, of course, in podcast form on your preferred podcast platform. Don't forget to do all that fun stuff related to that, and we really thank you for that. Uh, real quick, one thing, Mike. One thing that has stood out to you over the last month that you're excited about related to baseball. Anything?
3: Uh that's is it so many to pick from. I mean, I the the thing that's sticking out to me the most is there's so many guys that have not signed yet. And pitchers and catchers obviously reported not too long ago. And we still have guys like Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery and a bunch of other guys that are still left unsigned. Uh, very shocking. Yeah. So um I'm interested to see where those guys head out uh and see where they sign. I imagine they'll be signing soon, but yeah, that's the number one thing that's stuck out for me so far.
2: Britton, I know you had a busy January, but did you uh catch anything? I mean, you already did a draft at F like you talked about with Spore. Uh
1: anything stand out of last month in fantasy baseball for you? I drafted Ellie De La Cruz in that draft in the second round, like the like the 29th pick overall. Uh, I just went just went hog wild. But, you know, like uh Mike uh, VA was saying, one of the guys I'm looking at is Cody Bellinger. Because you assume he's going to sign with the Cubs. That makes all the sense in the world, but he might. He might not. He could go anywhere, right? And yep. if he doesn't sign with the Cubs, you're looking at Mike Talkman time in center field, leading off for the sh- Chicago Cubs for the entire season. I mean, talk about some some ripple effect right there. You got to keep your eye on old Mike Talkman. so dumb. <laughs> yes, it's going to be. That's awesome. putting it mildly.
2: Uh, it's going to be something. That's for darn sure. Obviously, these are all Scott Boras' clients, the big names that still haven't been signed. And obviously, it's collusion. So don't tell me otherwise, because I'm not a moron. It's just like we see in the politics in the world of our awful existence in the United States of America 2024. We all know it sucks. They try to tell us otherwise, but there it is. It's
1: just hell on earth. So don't bullshit me. Don't bullshit me. I've got right, good news. It. I've got good news. Oh. It's only 40 days till opening day. 40 Yay. little days. You, that
2: is awesome news, dude. Good call on that. Yes, 40 days to opening day, and let's get into what we like to call business time here. Cover a few things that are going on around here. Victory! Take that weak-ass shit to the curb, son. Oh, I, for- <laughs> I forgot I had that ending wharton, on that wharton. button. It was just supposed to be the the Johnny Drama victory. Victory!
3: Victory! you're not wrong you
1: season form baby that's what we're doing yeah i
3: love it i mean you're not you're not wrong you do have to take that week we week to occur
2: that's true all right so uh, yeah. business time this week this show this edition of the plots of podcast two You utah Tuesdays. give me two. First off right off the bat i'd like to thank everybody in cleveland last weekend had a great time in cleveland doing the glarf draft great lakes area roto fantasy league which is a part of earth has eleven different regional leagues. We met up with these kids on a Saturday morning, and we gave them money so that they could go help people in the community. It was really cool, and it was really a bizarre thing, guys. Honestly, because there we were in this kind of you know, like a bland, typical room in a school type place, and. <laughs> We're talking about this Fantasy Baseball League intertwined with this charity, this service that these kids do at this school. It's a it's a Catholic school, and they're doing this thing called sophomore service. I guess it's required of every kid when they're a sophomore. And then there was, like, a discussion of what our draft is and what our league is. It was really—it was wild. I, I was almost having an out-of-body experience there, but it was cool as hell. It wasn't bad in any way. I just I didn't know that Fantasy Baseball could go this far— In terms of its reach and it
1: was pretty cool i must say i saw the pictures like that you posted on uh twitter it it did kind of look like y'all were in a detention hall and you know you're waiting for the breakfast club like y'all are writing writing down your feelings uh you know and and stuff and going to give it to the the you know the bullhorn guy or whatever you know
0: wow dude
1: it looked really
3: creepy. I'm not gonna lie. When you posted the video of like the hallways and stuff like that, I was like, "Are you guys in an abandoned building or something?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we were in Cleveland, <laughs> and I'm saying that from somebody who's in Detroit. There you go. But no, the actual place we did reside in and did the draft in, yes, it was a former hostel. It was cool. It was a, yeah. it was different. It was a huge open space. It was ideal for drafting because there was. Indoor picnic tables and so much room. And our buddy Aaron coming. Uh, shout out to Aaron, who's a great dude here, by local Michigander. Uh, he brought a projector. We had it up on a screen. And by the way, the projector was as big as like a, a this is old reference a CD case or something. It was so small and it projected so large. It really blew my mind. Mine was blown. But uh yeah, good times. I'll talk. I did write an article about that draft. So if you want to read about what I was thinking and what I did, it was 30-round, 5x5 Roto, 15-team league. You can check that out, ftnfantasy.com. That's right, ftnfantasy.com. It's a free article for you to read. Grooving with Govier. I did some head-to-head stuff to start. Now I got back to kind of like what I do best with that article. It's more of a roundup and things that I see across fantasy baseball. So check out ftnfantasy.com and have a good time. You know, enjoy yourself. Then, uh, boy, other shout-outs. Late to shout-out Fantasy Feud which is a show, Sha. Shelley Veristrate, Sha. Sarah Sanchez. Sha. Check it out. They're doing it. It's on the Pitcherless Podcast Network, Fantasy Feud. I love these two people. I want them to succeed. So just support them. Just follow, subscribe, take it up a notch and get in there. And they did talk about the Glarf Draft, if you want to hear differing perspectives with Adam Howe, who's from On The Wire. Shout out, Adam. Sha. And then uh, I, and Mike of, uh, I'm oh,
1: sorry, about, yeah. but, but speaking of Family Feud, I don't know... What, like, at night, me and my wife and my daughters, we've been watching the Game Show Network. Are y'all familiar with the Game Show Network? I don't know if you get that yeah. channel. I'm yep. pretty sure, yeah. I get the gist of it, I think. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we watched uh, Press Your Luck. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Press Your Luck, but... You, whammy you, no whammies? Whammy no whammies. Uh, Elizabeth Banks has, start, has hosts the, the, the reboot of that. Then we watched Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah. And... Um, one of the things last night they were talking about one of the you, you know family feud styles like this is where you don't think you should see your pastor after service top 5 answers on the board number number 1 was the bar number 2 was the strip club and number 3 top 3 answer on the board I, I'm not kidding was quote ho house <laughs>
0: Genius, genius, genius! <laughs> whole house, and I had
1: to explain to my kids what the
0: <laughs> house. Don't be that guy.
1: Oh God! This is such a great show, such a good. It show. is. Oh. Uh, you had to explain that one to your kids? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's just say I didn't. We didn't get into the the the, the weeds of it. Let's just say it's a, a, a place where we don't need to see a pastor <laughs> or anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah.
2: So check out Fantasy Feud, not Family Feud. Don't worry, Britain. I don't think they meant any copyright infringement or an intention to, you know, usurp your overwhelming authority of Fantasy Baseball Family Feud stuff.
1: Right. That's right. Uh, I stole it first. uh, Sarah of course. uh, uh, Or uh, Shelly. People need to know that. That's right.
2: And then, all right, so many other people are saying check out Mike Curlin's lineup stuff. He does great stuff for lineups on his website and that's just something that everybody should be connected with especially this time of year it's probably the most important as spring training kicks off and you get to see what's going on with lineup changes and playing time it's awesome so i believe the website's mlb playing time it's really that simple go check that out and get involved and stay connected you need every resource you can get so you can win and be the best and rule the world and then the- yeah, I got the Patreon rolling. I'm going to start doing last year. I did Monday and Friday special edition episodes on the Patreon. So I'd love you guys to check that out. It's only three bucks. Give it a shot. Take it for a ride. And I'm bringing those back starting next week once things start to heat up here. And that'll be a good time. noodle salad. And uh, I know Mike's uh, – you could be working on something too, right, Mike? Is that going to be coming out soon? Yes. It'll be uh, towards – hopefully by
3: out by next week. Uh, I will be – if you guys checked out the last show that Govier and I did, uh, I talked about doing a um, – a must-have uh, player ed- from each position article. So I'll have that out, too. Um, and I may I may release a snippet of it for those of you who are not subscribed to the Patreon. But if you want full access, you can have oh. it.
2: Ooh, teaser. You're getting good at this, Mike. This is a quality professional teaser, I must say. Thank you, thank you. Nice job. Uh, Donovan says, nothing like bringing the family to the ho-house after service. <laughs> uh, <That's laughs> mile, yeah. it the ho-house. <laughs> Donovan? Donovan about? is back Whole house city, baby <laughs> Another year, Donovan, you're here Donovan, I'm so glad you're here again This is year number five, Palazzo, and it's great to see the same old faces We love new faces, too, but I always want to appreciate Those have been down since day one Of course, Chad's here Did the kids ask to go to the whole house immediately after you explained it, Britton? <laughs>
1: Uh, no let's just say we uh we kind of put that one under the rug and i qu- quickly you know changed the channel for a, for a minute <laughs> over to the New mexico game michael which unfortunately did not turn out the way we hoped it would but uh, that's all right we'll get them next time yeah i really i really felt good about that game that's disappointing but me too yeah. Maybe I should yeah well life goes on
2: hey i've made mistakes before and i'll make mistakes again and then there is Finally, guys, if you haven't heard, if this is the first time you're hearing of it, the Palazzo Podcast Invitational is live. That's right. Woo! We got this thing rolling. We're on NFTC like we've done it every single year the previous three years. This is year four. We had six leagues last year. It's 15-team, 5x5 roto, draft and hold, so you don't have to do any in-season fab or waiver wire work. It's just setting lineups after you do the 50 round draft. It's a two hour slow clock. And I would love to get at least seven leagues this year. We always try to go at least one league deeper each year. That shows growth. You know, we want to see a marker of growth for the show. Plus, it's just fun to have more people involved. And you can win the overall, just like some of our previous champs, like Zach Nelson or Richard Sands. You could be one of those people. And you can win your individual league and win money too. So it's all, there's a lot of perks. And it's, uh, it's solid. I think it's solid. So, I'll drop the link here in to live the live chat. Team. Are you in League One? Yes. I'm in League Woo! One. Yeah. Let's going back in League One. We're going down. <laughs> <laughs> I think League One is very close to filling, for what I've been told. So That means League Two will start next. I don't know when I'll jump in. Last year, I think I was in League Four. But... I don't. I don't like to wait too long, but I do like to wait till March. But that doesn't mean everybody should wait till March. And now I'm setting a bad precedent by saying that. So shit. Uh, either way, sign up for this thing. The plots of podcast invitations. It's a lot of fun, and it doesn't require a ton of effort. Just dropped it in live chat. Now there it is. Uh, oh, and Ben Chase is here, our buddy. I think my questions all will be for part thirty-two. What's part thirty-two? Oh, part th- We're doing thirty-two draft shows. Holy shit.
0: Wow, that's yeah, a, lot a lot of work
2: to do. Good God in heaven. Uh, all right. And then, <laughs> so check out the of Podcast Invitational. And then we're on our quest to 1,000 subs. We're at 612 right now on YouTube. We're making some progress. We're getting there. I would love to get to 1,000 subs before the season ends. And I know we could if people just took one moment. To hit the subscribe button on the Palazzo Podcast YouTube channel. Two L's. Utah. Two Z's. Give me two. Okay. There it is. Thank you, everybody. That was wonderful stuff. And live chat's rocking and rolling here as well. Look at this. We got a YouTube certified mechanic. Hi, guys. First-time listener, long-time caller. I'm curious how you guys plan out dumb league format drafting. Like a... Oh, boy, I know who this is. You son of a bitch. Like a two-catcher league or a saves-hold league. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Gosh. That guy seems like he's really into catchers. That's putting it mildly. That's Robbie. For those that don't know, that's Robbie Baseball. Try to come in here like it isn't Robbie Baseball. Take that weak-ass shit to the curb, son. Right? Victory! Take that weak-ass shit to the curb, son. There it is. All right, let's get into leading off. All right, leading off, we've got a bunch of stuff brewing here, but we always give you our first catch of the day. Our first catch of the day. And today, guys, we got moves. This is a great time to look at these smaller moves that are meaningful, They're not the big stars like Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell, who I'm not going to... Even if Blake Snell signed in the most pitcher-friendly park, guys, I would not draft Blake Snell this year. I just wouldn't. I I would not do that. Because he was good enough last year, but still walked a lot of guys. And he's just going to go back. I know how this works. You have a good season, you go backwards. Especially him. He's inconsistent, to say the least. But... We got uh, your boy Kyle Bradish there. Uh I'm really sorry. I don't it doesn't sound like it's a death sentence yet, Mike. But the UCL injury may not be as bad as initially reported, but we still don't know despite the tear not being as big as we thought.
3: Yeah, I don't know uh it, it I don't know how like the severity of it, but it it's not good regardless. We're, you know, if it's, it's it's less severe, middle of the pack, real severe, whatever it is, it's going to give him issues all year. I don't know if I'm uh I don't know if I'm in on Kyle Bradish this year. I think that I think that's enough to scare me off. Britton, any thoughts there?
1: You got to take him off the board. You can't yeah. <clears throat> with 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 that type of injury in the mix. And I know that the you know you read the quotes from Michael Elias, and it, it's positive, and and of course because that's what you say. But we're talking about a tear. You know, uh, the, the, he could have surgery. He could be out for the year. You just got to move on. But we do have two. Can't pitch- do it. We do have two pitchers. To talk about because John Means isn't going to be ready for opening day either, and there are a couple pitchers that Nick Pollock specifically pointed out to keep your eye on. And I'm going to plagiarize those two pitchers and talk about them later. They're two really good pitchers in the Orioles organization, so I can't wait to get to it.
0: We're gonna get all on your right. face and point out your faults.
2: Well, that sounds like fun.
1: All right, and we, hey, when you admit that you're plagiarizing, you're not right. No, no, no. Yeah, that's called a citing a source. I think it's called it, <laughs> in in the, in the legal definition. If you, if you give credit to the source, then you're not plagiarizing. I think that's how that works.
2: Yeah. yeah I used to be a history teacher. Uh, primary sources, secondary sources, tertiary sources. What a good time. I don't know why more people don't love social studies in high school. I just don't understand it. Boy, shocking news. Mm. And then uh, Whit Merrifield signed with Philly. One-year, eight million deal the other day. Uh... Any quick thought on that? Anybody excited? Does that motivate you? Who does it hurt? Is it a problem now? I mean, Philadelphia has a lot of talent on their roster. Now, Whit Merrifield's involved. And Whit Merrifield stole 20 plus bags last year and had a few homers. It'll, it'll, uh, well, first off, Ben and Robbie, you
3: guys will appreciate this. Uh, All my Scott Kingery shares are now dead uh, with this Whit Merrifield signing. Oh, no,
1: Um. Scott (laughs) Kingery.
2: Oh, my God. I never would let him die, dude. I'm there with you all the way on Scott Kingery. In fact, there's uh, a real yeah. similarity between like Scott Kingery and Nick Solak for some reason. They're like yeah. the same guy. Yeah. Oh, you know? Didn't work out. I don't know
3: if he has a full-time role in Philly. Uh, I believe it's going to probably be just be rot- rot- rotating in and out places to probably be like a super utility guy. I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah. He's like a John Birdie type, you know, he's, yeah. he's where if, if you went for those big sluggers, you know, like Pete Alonzo, Marcelo Zuna, and so you went slugger heavy. Then you, you get down into the draft and you're like, uh-oh, where's Willie Castro? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, <laughs> where, I got to get Willie. And then and then wit is kind of in that thing where you grab him and you hope for 20, 25, uh, you know, uh, SBs and, you know, plop him on the bench and and see what happens. But, yeah. but that's the situation where you take a whip, Maryfield, when, when you go slugger heavy at the beginning of the draft.
2: And there was a show recently on Rotowire. I think it was uh Mr. Anderson and Bubba. Shout out to those guys. They were talking about roster resource and how uh, you know it's not always the gospel. So this is something when I first started doing the show, guys, I was big on that. I'm like, okay, just because roster resource says it, it doesn't mean okay, all hell, that's the truth. It's a rough estimate. There's no more additional information that the roster resource people can do than we can do or beat writers can do or people who are covering this shit every day can do, right? I, I just yep. don't see that. So take it like please. But there you go. He's on the bench right now. So obviously that's what's going to happen, right? Whitmerry feels be a bench player all year. He'll never start. <laughs> that's not true. What if he gets hurt? What if someone else gets hurt? Someone's going to get hurt. I know it. And there's a move that bums me out. Randall Gritchett goes to the D-backs. Why? Why?
3: Just muddies the waters there in Arizona in that, yeah. in that
2: outfield now. So It's bogus. I, yeah. I, it really bums me out. Uh, one that I'm not bummed out about, though, here, uh, John Schreiber was traded to KC from the Red Sox. He's a reliever. And right yeah. now, you know, the back end of KC's pen, it's not a clear cut. Uh, Will Smith is there from the Rangers, the old man Will Smith. But he's old, you know? I mean, look at him. I think this could be an interesting play to see if Schreiber becomes a minimum, a setup guy, and maybe he gets a shot to close some games for KC this year.
3: Yeah, especially if they decide. uh, Well, that's didn't Barlow moved on from Kansas City too? Didn't they trade? Yeah, he's in Cleveland.
0: Cleveland. Yeah.
1: Why is Kansas City trading for relievers? Of all the things that organization needs to do, trading a, a a fairly decent prospect at Sandlin. You know, shipping him off for kind of a, you know, a, maybe a setup guy. Like, I, I, it, it, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, if you ask me. But, you know. Yeah. oh, you're right. I, I mean, they're trying
2: to, you know, they signed Bobby Witt to a big contract. The Royals are trying a little bit. Of course, they're trying to rip off the city now to build a new stadium because that's what baseball owners do. They're scumbags. I'd say 99% of baseball owners... Or scumbags. I feel good saying that. But Ben's trying to goad me here, saying Tigers fans all hoping that this is not Colt Keith after the pre-debut deal. Go Tigers! That's not cool, dude. Colt Keith could be the rookie of the year. I actually talked to my guy, Rahelio Castillo, from Motor City Metrics. Excellent pod! You want to know about Tigers minor leaguers and what's coming on with the farm? He's going down to Lakeland today, actually. He's going to be down there. Castillo is a great follow, and you should check out Motor City Metrics. But... He thinks he could win the Rookie of the Year straight out. So Colt Keith's season is heating up. It's getting exciting. Go Tigers. All right, uh, humming along here. Any of these other points of interest? I mean, Dan Vogelbach, signs with the Blue Jays. Cool. Xander Bogarts is moving to second. It's official. And now Song Kim will be the shortstop. The Marlins have offered Tim Anderson a contract. Cool. Braxton Garrett's got shoulder soreness. Oh, bleak issues for Gunnar Henderson. Evan Phillips labeled as a closer in L.A. Boz unlikely to open in the Rays rotation, which pisses me off because I drafted him last weekend. Um, So that sucks for me. And Josh Young. Okay, whatever. Calf discomfort. Shit happens. Any of these things you want to comment on, guys, go ahead. Real quickly for me,
3: uh, Bogarts moving to second makes him a little bit more enticing now because we'll have obviously dual eligibility as shortstop and second base. Um, obviously, to your point, with all these injuries that are popping up, I am a little uh, weary on Josh Young's uh, a precautionary MRI and calf discomfort. Uh, calves are a tricky thing to heal and come back from. Um, so so are our obliques, but we still have plenty of time left in the uh, in the spring in spring training to get these guys healthy. But I'm with Can't you. Can't do it. Uh, on uh, on Boz uh he was a target of, I haven't drafted one team yet guys uh and Shane Boz was somebody I was looking to acquire on all my teams so uh, I was forced to draft
2: last weekend action. so that's why yeah. I did it
3: yeah
1: what about you Britton? any of that shit interests you I love Shane Boz too aka the wizard of Boz um <laughs> a lot of, a lot of potential I... I've actually got his uh I got his rookie when he was a pirate I got his uh, autograph card I've always been a Shane Boz fan but yeah it's just you know, he's just kind of like, a, you know, just injuries are starting to pile up. But I don't know. I also think like the Xander Bogarts thing is interesting because I'm like, so, so now he's going to play out of position, um, and I think isn't that kind of a slap to the face if they're like, you know, what uh, we prefer this other guy to play shortstop as, even though you have that big contract, we're going to put Kim over there. Does, I mean, that's got to mess with him mentally, don't you think? We'll see. Maybe not. Okay. I mean, nobody, anybody, wants to, nobody wants to draft Xander Bogarts anyway.
2: No, right. I totally don't, don't anymore. I mean, when he God, he first came on the scene, I was so in love with him. We had a strong bond, but he just kind of uh, doesn't. He's got like to me, Xander Bogarts is a fairly better version of Yoan Mancada. Yohan Mankata now. So <laughs> really, like. If Yohan if Makata had given what Xander Bogarts has given, we would have be been like, okay, yeah, it's a solid career. It's not bad. Yeah, but I kind of get the same vibe. Like, there's more in the tank for both guys. That's yeah, they, why, I guess that's what I'm for, saying.
1: Yeah, the Red Sox too, right? So, But Johan Makata has been a, a a bust, a huge bust. Oh, I mean, yes. Bogarts had a couple 2020 seasons, you know. Oh, no, he has. You're right. What I mean but, is that, that even there's
2: still more in there with Xander, I feel like, and we never got it. We have not got it. So, But he's done more
1: than Yohan has done, obviously,
0: which is – that's putting it mildly. Eh? You think There's White Sox
1: weird. fans are just looking at the the year, saying, "Because this is Moncada's last year of his contract," they're just saying, "Oh, I can't wait for this year to be over, so I never have to look at Yohan Mancada playing third base again for the, for the White Sox."
3: <laughs> nope, it's gonna be. He's gonna pull nope. his best version of Carlos Rodon and have a breakout year and force the White Sox to sign him back. I'll never quit you, Yohan Mancada. He was. He was somebody that I loved uh as one of my favorite prospects ever and to your guys' point he just I've quit him. mandated anything. Yeah. yeah I, I, want Brian, I definitely quit I, him. It's over.
1: I want Brian Ramos starting at third base for the White Sox, for the White Sox by July 1st. Come on Brian. We can do
2: it. Live chat's on fire here. Ben was saying Will Smith's going to win another World Series. Chad says no chance he closes. Ben says because they hate my guy, John McMillan. Ooh, John McMillan, that's fun. James McArthur is way ahead of him in the pecking order in KC. Yeah, a lot of James McArthur buzz. Somebody drafted him at the draft last weekend in Cleveland. Britain, you build for the seventh inning. It's common practice. Come on, guys, catch up. <laughs> that's rubby. Ben says going to have to beat out teammate Justin Henry Malloy for Rookie of the Year. That's right. I'm telling you, Justin Henry Molloy is going to make an impact this year. He's not going to be playing third base. He'll be in the outfield. But he might need an injury to do so as well. Donovan wants to know, is there an over-under bet on the Blue Jays' team steals this year? Uh, No, I don't know anything about that. David Schneider is going to lose playing time by the day. Toronto seems to hate rookies these days. Vogel bench. (laughs) That's funny. Robbie, he's, he's always clever. And Escobar killing Schneider ABs. I love David Schneider. That does bum me out that people just seem to be adding and adding and accumulating more players to the roster. It's not good for him. It's just not.
1: Hey, on the Blue Jays over under st- stolen bases, under. Whatever the number is, under. That's 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 their team philosophy. How
2: about this? Donovan, I think the steals for the Jays should roughly be half Acuna. Under. <laughs> under. <laughs> under, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? A lot of banana talk here in the chat for some reason. Uh, bananas help those Cavs. I didn't know that potassium that's right uncle ted's here what up uncle t fuck starters draft sluggers wow okay Uncle Ted never comes oh, yeah. in soft does he love it. all right well another season of palazzo another year of return of the mac hey we love the classics here sometimes tradition can be a good thing sometimes it's Got a few American traditions in our history that are very, very sad, but we got a lot of good stuff too in this country. So, Come on, Gumbia, give me your- <laughs> 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 oh my god,
0: <laughs> everybody
1: <laughs> says that at some point, he goes, Oh my god, just a random, oh my god.
2: Okay. I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> oh, t- Uncle Ted's coming. Someone's not monetized for sure. Yeah, no shit. We don't have 1,000 subs yet, Uncle Ted. Do some fucking work around here. Get some people up in this bitch. Well, we do need more subs do get monetized. 1,000 subs gives you access to ads. And then you can start making, you know, five cents an ad. And we'll be on our way. It's very exciting. Hey, no. I, I,
1: I thought we were going to get some of that video game money oh did, man did, did i would love to hear back from
2: not? uh 2k i i submitted the proposal so uh i do think that it's possible britain
1: can i get can uh, I, get, I just want a copy of nba jams man that's a, and we'll who? and I'll, I'll say whatever they want me to say <laughs> <laughs> i think uh maybe the breaks on the audio
2: version of our show have been anti-commercial maybe that that might hurt us down the road uh I realize that. But I would do 2K Games. 2K is awesome. Those that don't know, 2K Games was reaching out about possibly advertising on Palazzo, and we sent a proposal, and we'll see what happens. So, Anyways, this Return of the Mac session, Mike, is about non-roster invitees. So Return of the Mac, these guys are either on the comeback trail or they're getting a shot for the first time. So give me a few highlights of this year's NRIs for 2024 spring training. Yeah, and for those of you
3: guys who don't subscribe to the YouTube or the Palazzo YouTube, we do a prospect show every week. Uh, so a lot of these guys can probably have already been talked about. So make sure you guys go back and watch those
1: videos on our YouTube channel with Robbie and Ben. Um, but uh, I couple, love that show. Um, by the way, sorry to interrupt. No, I, I've been watching it. I, I'm not on the show, obviously, but I love watching the videos. The prospect show is fantastic. I think that's where the the growth is. If y'all. If uh, if you look around the industry, like the Tool Shed podcast, like all the prospect stuff is blowing up, and I think that y'all are getting getting ahead of it, and I absolutely love it. I love
0: it. Wow, dude. Thank you, yeah, Brady. Uh, it's
3: a great show. Yeah, and I totally agree. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I was lucky enough to be on the, the last show uh, last week. So The
2: Royals. Fun. You covered the Royals, Athletics, and Yankees. That was fun. Check that show out when you get a chance. But tell me about yeah. these NRIs. Come on, hit it. Hit that.
3: Hurston Waldrop, Jackson Holiday, Manzardo, I think that's a that's a fan favorite of everybody on this show. At least I I, I think. Uh, Jackson Job, Drew Gilbert, Ethan Salas, Paul Skeens, Wyatt Langford, um, Teedman, and uh, Dylan Cruz. So all uh, high profile names there uh, for you guys. Any of these? Do you think any of these guys make their uh, opening rosters? I'm
2: saying to- Jackson Holiday doesn't. But it seems like everybody wants him to, so maybe I'll look yeah. like a fool here. But I'm—I mean, you're the Baltimore guy. You think he'll make it? No,
3: I think he'll probably be up sometime in May, um, maybe a little bit after that. But I'd be—he'd have to have a pretty phenomenal spring to make the team, uh, at least in my opinion.
1: Yeah, isn't he like 20 I, years old? You know? Yeah, he's—he's—he's he's, he's, yeah. uh, hes They young. don't need. He to came rush out,
2: out. He was drafted as a high schooler two years ago. Yep. But why Langford any- also not going to be an impact player this year? I'm not. I'm not. I mean, not right now. Maybe in the second half. Maybe. But you got to show a little bit more. He had a small sample of great success last year when he debuted in pro ball, but there's still more work to be done.
3: I would say out of all these guys for me at least, you know, uh, uh possibly actually now that I'm looking at it, there's not really anybody out out here for me at least on this list that I think makes the opening day roster i don't know Britton. you got any thoughts on these guys uh
1: kyle manzardo is interesting he was a uh, <laughs> yeah. arizona fall league superstar um <clears throat> he was a, a highly touted prospect and then had had some some personal issues or something that came up and now he's he's over it he's he's rebounded um uh, he got traded i believe he's with cleveland now but the problem is um that the the they had a rule five pick called I believe it was Division De Los Santos. So De, De Los Santos like has to be on the active roster. They can't send him down to the minor leagues. So it sounds like it's going to be Naylor at first because Menzardo is is going to play first or third or DH obviously. But it sounds like you know they've got Jose Ramirez. So I don't know where they're going to put Cal Manzardo. but you know so I think he's I I think he'll probably make it at some point uh, this year, but not not an opening day. Yeah. Let me
0: uh,
2: let me show you something here, guys. I brought this up in relation to this. This is a article from a year ago, March eighth, twenty twenty three. Keep an eye on these twelve non roster invitees. Let's take a look. Ready? Jason Hayward made the club. Was he fantasy viable? Maybe in a sixteen team league or deeper? No. The answer is no. <laughs> oh no, Stephen Biscotti. <laughs> who Stephen Biscotti is in camp? I believe with the A's again. Remember mm. him.
1: He he and Mike, he and the Gritchick were uh, at St. Louis and the, and the big, the big debate was, who do you want? You want Gritchick or you want Piscotty? Well, ended up, you know. Oh, what a callback. Nice job, dude. Uh, Wow. dude. Uh, Cole Hamills,
2: He's old. That didn't work out. Willie Calhoun. Everybody wants that to happen. He was out there a little bit last year, but he didn't really make an impact. Right. Mm -mm. Frenchie Cordero. There was a couple moments last year. Frenchie hit a few dongs. It was fun, but that was no more than a streamer. A hitting streamer for like two weeks of the season, right? Yeah. Maybe three. Fran Mill, trash. Billy Hamilton, uh, like, I mean, he, uh, he, I see him and I'm just like, ah, so boring. He's the most boring example of a baseball player I could think of now. Miguel Andujar, again, there's a few moments kind of like Franchi. Then you got Cole Calhoun. I don't think he did that much last year, right? And then Ian Kennedy, remember him? Yeah, he's done. Mike Bustos still right. hung around, didn't really do shit. And the beat goes on with Ronald Guzman. Remember that big boy, Texas Rangers wannabe? Yep, yep. So.
1: Yeah, he he's he actually started pitching. Uh, he was the first. place. No, right. And then he he's he tried yeah. to become. He's he's back trying to become a pitcher. I, I'm pretty yep. sure he's in a minor league camp somewhere, like pitching. Really, Ronald Guzman, former Texas Ranger. Believe it or not. No shit. Yeah, keep your well, eye on that. You never know.
2: This year's you know, list seems to have a lot more. Of, I mean, a lot of the guys who are young studs do get, often get a lot of NRI invites, but it also seems like they're being more aggressive across MLB this year. And I'd be curious what Ben thinks of that as well, and Robbie, because those guys know a lot
1: about minor leagues. What league. in the world happened to Fran Mill Reyes? Remember him? He was it's the franum, The Franimal went from... What was getting, his career high for home runs in a season, like Give 30, me a guess. He was 35. He, he, he's... I don't know if he ever got to 40 but he was over 30 for 2 years as the, as a as the slugger for the Cleveland Indians.
2: And then but my question is was that the juicy juicy ball of 2019 that that
1: happened? Oh, you know it I was remember. the juiciest juice ball ever. <laughs> the ball was juiced, he
0: was juiced everything. Mm, you like it the juice? Ah. <laughs> yeah. And I loved
1: it. I love I love the juicy Franmil Reyes. Uh, 37. Part. 37 oh. in
2: 2019. 37 dongs. and, and but- now he can't get a job. It's crazy. But he yeah, you're right, but he also followed up that 37 during the Juicy Juice ball year in 2021 with 30 more. So he yeah. did show back-to-back well, full season 30 home run
1: seasons. I mean, he if was guys- he, he was the franimal. He was the Dominican Republic like you know, you know, huge slugger and something franimal. happened and he just <laughs> like remember like the coach for the the Indians like essentially benched him and told him not to come to the dugout anymore I don't know what happened but man he he pissed off somebody if you go to
3: (laughs) if you go to my twitter page I just retweeted it but back on uh February 8th 2024 there is video of our our boy the franimal hitting a 524 foot home run in Japan Mm. and he just mashes it. So you want to talk about juiciest of juice balls? Japan's got a couple of those suckers over there. So maybe that's where we ship them out to.
2: Mirakami coming to a major league stadium you next year. Uh, ben says that there's a lot more invitees given to minor league players within an organization over the minor league contract guys now because of the loss of minor league roster spots over the last few years. Okay. See, that's good to know. That's what we ask these questions here. And you guys use the live chat to your advantage. Thank you very much. Also, Uncle Ted says Jason Hayward had almost the exact numbers as Michael Harris the third last year. Really? Wow. That's a hot take right there. Is that true? I, don't know. I hope not. Boy. I feel I mean I feel like I would have noticed that. I mean, Hayward was not a guy that I wanted on my roster all season long. Last year, Jason Hayward hit 15 dongs, and he batted 269 over. A smaller, 377 plate appearances. But he did have a 340 OVP last year. 70% K rate, 9% walk rate. Only stole two bags, though. Michael Harris gives you more steals than that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, let me see here. Then Michael Harris last year, 539 plate appearances, so considerably more PAs, 18 home runs, only three more home runs. Hayward almost matched him in almost 200 less plate appearances. That's, that's interesting. But 20 steals for Michael Harris, and then... A two ninety three batting average. So I see. I, I don't know if that's exactly accurate, Ted. I don't think Harris's
3: first half was terrible too. So uh, and and batted towards the lower half of that Braves lineup. For those, if everyone remembered, do we all recall how bad Michael Harris was in the start the start of the season? I do. It was just it was, it was painful.
2: Yeah, it was hell on earth. I'm I'm a, I'm a
1: Christopher Morell guy. I, I'll never understand. Woo! I'll never understand that's later. Is it? I'll never understand. Like, he hit 27 home runs, stole 10 bases, and his ADP is over 200. I I don't understand it. Somebody knows something I don't because I'm one Christopher Morrell on every single team. Yeah, so do I. We'll talk about that a little bit. If you want to
0: crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were.
1: Yeah,
2: maybe he is who we thought he was. Anyways, we got another segment now. This one's called uh, Sell the Farmery.
0: All right, all right, all right, all right. This is fascinating. It is. But the fact remains is that you don't have the money to bring the mortgage up to date, so you're still going to have to sell. I'm sorry, Ray. We got no choice.
2: Oh, so sad. Uh, and then right after that, obviously, James Earl Jones gives his famous uh, you know, they will come speech. So sell on these guys. Let's start with Manny Machado. I'm going to say right away, I out on Manny Machado. I'm happy to avoid him in drafts. I'm happy to sell Manny Machado. I put him in the show sheet specifically
3: for you, Michael go. <laughs> oh, you son of um, a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was my number one for sure. You got me. Um, yeah. I'm, I am not a hundred percent out. I would say last year uh, definitely worried me a ton, a little bit, not a ton, but at the same time too, I think his ADP has maybe dipped enough where I think you could still get a top three, third baseman. Uh, and he had some injuries last year as well. So, so maybe Soto being out of there, hopefully he's uh He's, he comes back and round, rounds back into form, but I'm not completely out on Machado.
1: I'm just it's got to be at the right price. Brett, what about you? I'm completely out. One of the one of the best movies ever made in the history of cinema is Trading Places, starring Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. And in that scene, in, in that movie, the uh, the Dukes just realize that they've been hoodwinked, tricked, <laughs> uh, victims of a ruse, shall we say.
2: Hoodwinks, good
1: word, and um, and the, the the orange report came out, and then they have to go tell their trader, sell, sell, sell. That's that's what I'm saying with uh, Manny Machado. Uh, he he's he's injured. He's been playing for literally 30 years. Yeah, I, I don't know if y'all knew. <laughs> he's been in the league for 30 years, he actually started out with Baltimore. Uh, and this was back, uh, and I don't even know if Mike V.A. remembers the Baltimore years with Manny Machado. It was so long ago. Mike V. might have been in high school when that happened. I'm not 100%. <laughs> <laughs> He's been around. You're right. He's getting old. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm
2: being biased here, though. I need to reconsider this. He still had a 30-homer season last year. He just, another yeah. guy that got off to a horrendous start last year was Manny Machado. It was right. a really, really bad first couple of months, but still cranked out well,
3: 30 dongs. And I think this is probably what I mean. I would like to see the batting average come up a little bit, but I think this is what you're getting for him too, right? You're going to get 25, 30 home runs, usually around 90 to 100 RBIs, and a pretty solid batting average. I don't, I don't think he hits two fifty eight this year. I think a lot of it has to do with, like you said, his poor start. Um, so again, I think this is a, a guy that's Mr. Reliable in a way in terms of just accounting stats from a power perspective, home runs and RBIs. San Diego still going to be a good team. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I know a lot of people are out on him. I'm not 100% bought out. And he's hurt. I'm a little bit biased.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I he's. Not, I don't, I, isn't he going to start the year off on the 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 the, the IR? I mean, I, I'm. I'll have to look into it, but I'm pretty sure he's still recovering from from late season injuries, isn't he? Is that right? I did not hear that.
2: Yeah, I wasn't aware of that either. I uh, will look into it though. Uh, I know that my guy. That he had that elbow surgery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I think he's on track and aiming to be good to go. I, I think he's going to be all right. Because my guy yeah. at the Cleveland draft, Jake Hallisker of Rotosaurus and High Stakes Heat, very sharp guy who listens to every podcast known to fantasy baseball on the realm. Shout out to you, Jake. What's up, dude? Thanks for the uh, breakfast last week, Jake. I had cheesy, cheesy grits Britain last week, by the way. Oh,
1: I love the yeah. cheesy grits, man. You know, <laughs> you know what's good is these shrimp and grits. So you get, you get the shrimp and you put all this Cajun seasoning on there, and yeah. you, fry, you fry the heck out of it, and then you have mm-hmm. the nice creamy cheese grits, so you have the the, the super spicy shrimp on the, the cheese grits.
0: Woo. Shout out
1: South Carolina, home of the... the South
2: Carolina, I live there for a while. But yeah, it looks like Machado's going to DH to start the year. Thank you, Uncle Ted, for clarifying. So he should be okay to play offensively. And I know my guy, Jake, who got him in round five, by the way. Manny Machado went in round five. That's where he's at now. This is a guy who was... A top 20 pick at best, at worst last year. And his his betting average actually is even though he hit 258 last year, guys, he's has these seasons where that happens, but he hadn't done that in about four years. He'd been up at like two seventies. Yeah. His career, two seventy-nine hitter. And actually, will Manny Machado be a Hall of Famer? I think it's gonna be interesting. Right now he's got 313 home runs and he's a 279 career hitter, but he's only got three thirty four OBP. And at today's age, I think you got to get that OBP up, and that's just not his game. But we're not going to spend the hour talking about Manny Machado being a Hall of Famer or not. Uh, Anybody else here? I mean, Corbin Burns is on this list for those that should possibly be sold. But he's also in a free agent year, guys. Corbin Burns is in a new stadium, in a new team, and he's going to be a free agent after this year. And I've had talks last weekend in Cleveland, once again, all these wizards of fantasy baseball who told me that he's going to be ridden like Seattle Slough. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is going to ride him because they're not going to resign him. Is basically what I was told by these people who think they're very intelligent, and they are intelligent. It's not that they're not, but you know, it's kind of like uh, I think it was Jake again who compared it to the 2007 or 8 season when CC Sabathia was ridden heavily after
1: he was traded. So it's it's a contract year. Corbin Burns is 29 years old. When you look at his Statcast page, it's blood red. All right, he's he's got all the metrics. All he needs to do is have a 200 inning pitched season, stay injury free, or at least hide it really well, and you know do 200 Ks and ride the Orioles, and he's going to get paid so on every team i want corbin burns he's going to have a great year with a great team going to yeah i know contract year. some people like oh i'm like -uh. uh-uh uh-uh we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars he's going to play he's i don't care if his arm is falling off i mean we're talking about lifetime money here and juan soto too juan soto like at the end of like like at the end of the 12 team draft or 15 give me juan soto give me corbin burns contract year boys watch out
2: hey are you really listening to this show on the cramper if you are that's fine lots of will be right back Oh my God! Did you read the comment below you, Britain?
1: <laughs> wow, that is that, that is that is, an inter- that is an interesting food take. Uh, not exactly what I had in mind. Not exactly. Don't what ruin had cheesy in mind.
2: grits for me. Do not ruin cheesy grits for me, Chad. Come on. Mm, yeah. uh, all right, real quickly, the other guys on this list, comment if you will. Uh, Eddie De La Cruz, obviously. Clearly, Britain doesn't think that he's someone to sell this year. Vladdy, I'm all in. Vlad's going to have his best year of his career this year. I'm locked in on it. You know why? My only reasoning will be simply because he's simply better than he was last year. That's it. I'm not giving you some dynamite insight. He's really talented. We've seen him do it. He's going to bounce back. Shit happens.
3: Yeah, I'm going to uh, really quick touch on Corbin Burns and then I'll move on to these other guys. I think Corbin – I'm going to be with Britton here. It's an interesting draft strategy. Take all the guys who are on uh, contract years and load them up because they're going to want to get paid. Uh, I have, I'm i still TBD on Burns. The shoulder a little bit scares me, but um, I'm a Baltimore guy, obviously. The reason why I put Ellie on this list is because of his ADP. He had a high strikeout rate, chase rate, and swinging strike rate last year. So Britton – Explain to us and maybe walk through us a little bit here. Why are you in on Vladdy? And it sounds like you drafted him at 29, if I'm not mistaken. Is that, Hold is down, that, is that from there? there? <laughs>
1: uh, Vladimir Guerrero, I'm a little bit, uh, I, I like. Ellie. Uh, Ellie. Oh, Ellie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, yeah. Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, I actually went over this with Sporer. Uh Looking back, that was kind of a mistake. <laughs> <with> his, <gasps> because no. Ellie, Ellie flashed, uh, uh, obviously, with the stolen bases and you know, he he stole second, stole third, and then stole home. But paying that type of price in the second round is probably not something I would do again. Uh, but I do, I do like Ellie De La Cruz. It could work out. It was but a November ma- draft. People need to know that. Yeah, it was in November, wow. and you know, uh, so, so I I saw Ellie and and I got it real excited about. It. Would I do it if if I paid like a seventeen hundred dollar main event fee? Would I draft Ellie De La Cruz in the second round? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, Uncle Ted says, "If you draft Ellie, you got
2: to stack him with O'Neill Cruz. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And, and then Brian well, De La Cruz. We could we could do all the cruises. Oh. But yeah, so it's, so I'm worried about Ellie De La Cruz because if you remember, the the end of the season was a disaster. Yeah. Strikeout rate, like it, it was bad. But you know, it's okay. It's okay. He's a young player. It's, yeah, he, yeah he, he's got a lot of talent, but second round." Uh, that's that's a, that's a, you're you're paying full price and uh yeah. you know it, it was it was a, it's, it's it's a boomer bust you know i guess mm-hmm. you don't get anything for finishing second so that's right they uh it's it's worth noting too
3: that his adp right now britain is at 39 according to fantasy pros so taking him at 29 is not terrible but um i i think this is a guy that can obviously win you uh, the stolen bases category in your league i mean in the limited time that he did have if you're looking and watching us on the youtube channel he had 35 stolen bases last year so i mean i think he'd be touching 40 50 if he had a, over, over the stretch of a full season obviously he has to improve those if you're looking on the youtube channel here and and seeing the screen that uh Govia has has up uh it's ice cold blue uh, across the board there, so he needs to improve a little bit
1: on those metrics. But uh, you, you can't you plays- can't stay in the major league with a thirty three percent K rate. No. They they won't let no. you. They'll they'll send him down uh, if he do not get. Rudneth Odor didn't have a thirty percent K rate. All right, so <laughs> that's that's got to go down, or he is going to go to. I uh, I don't know what the Cincinnati Reds affiliate is, but yeah, they, they, that's that's got to change. That that doesn't work in the major leagues.
2: Look at this yeah. shit. Uncle Ted, Ellie could go 50 homers, 70 steals though. And then Ben says, Ellie's best, best is what Bobby Witt Jr. did last year. And Witt is still going up and ascending. Uh, uh, these are very strong takes here on the Palazzo Podcast.
1: Two L's, two Z's. Utah. The live chat's bumping yeah, today. Too. Hot topic. Ellie Taylor Cruz uh, sizzle.
2: Woo! Uh, there's one guy on here you mentioned by the way real quick, Joe Ryan. I drafted Joe Ryan last weekend in the seventh round I think. I took... Three-stripe pitchers. I took Logan Webb, Jesus Lizardo, and then I closed it out with Joe Ryan. I have no—Joe Ryan, 27 years old, excellent K-rate, pitches in Minnesota in a weak-ass division called the AL Central. I am bullish. I love Joe Ryan this year. He's coming into his own, and injury issues could happen. Shit! Pitchers! Injuries! Insert pitcher here with injury. Yeah.
1: I love Joe Ryan. He was in my favorite movie of all time, starred— the Hunt for Red October, uh, played by Alec Baldwin, Joe Ryan, fantastic movie. Uh, it's the only movie I've ever seen in the movie theater twice, and I love it when... Um, wow, dude! But when Ramius is like, Ryan, be careful what you shoot. Some things don't react well to bullets. And uh, <laughs> you don't remember that scene? That's awesome.
2: Oh, shit, man. I'm more of a Patriot Games clear and present danger guy, so... I, I don't I, disrespect Hunt for Red October, but there's no picture. Games is better. It's just better.
1: Oh man, Hunt for Red October is is, is here we go. Jam. I here, love we go. It. It's, it's here we go. It's, the, it's literally the best movie I ever made. Hunt for Red October. Go check it out. Alec Baldwin, Alec, <laughs> Alec Sean Connery. Sean Connery plays a Russian s- sub uh, sub commander with a Welsh accent. It's it's brilliant. What was Dude. the movie debate we had last year? Between you guys, the Royal Tenenbaums is the worst movie that's ever been made. <laughs> you know, in the it's history. such
2: a load of shit. I mean, that come oh, on. So Wes Anderson's bad. Asteroid City was not good. Wes Anderson's
1: slipping. He's slipping. But Royal Tenenbaums, he loves Rushmore more. But
2: they're both
3: excellent Rushmore films. Rushmore is
1: brilliant. Is, is a genius movie. It's like it Rushmore, Rushmore, Bottle Rocket, and then Love Bottle Rocket, uh, and then maybe Moonrise Kingdom, and then the other ones I don't acknowledge. Uh, uh, still, I mean, I, I, I don't understand how you could be down with Mount Rushmore, a classic film.
2: Yes, I'm calling it Mount Rushmore intentionally because it belongs on the Mount Rushmore of comedy, but not like Royal Tenenbaums. I don't get it. And Bottle Rocket, which I love too. If you like these movies, I don't see how Tenenbaums deviates. I,
3: I <laughs> You guys see what I did here? I just poured a little uh, <laughs> gasoline on the fire. Hugh <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. Ah! Yeah.
2: Okay. we don't have time for that anyways we'll never agree really quick. But that's okay
3: yeah I want to touch on Vlad and Joe Ryan I, I, I like the Vlad call I'm in on him as well he just has to get his launch, launch angle up I know that's a kind of a, a buzzword with, with everybody in the industry but uh, he just wasn't getting the ball in the air a lot of line drives Joe Ryan for me as long as he keeps a damn ball in the ballpark he'll be uh, hopefully uh, a little bit better this year but I like his K rate as well Go so, uh, good take on Joe Ryan
2: yes See, Mike, the, two mics can't be wrong too much right. agree. Uh has Britain been on Cinema 9 yet? No, but he should. In fact, Britain should come on and do The Hunt for Red October. That actually makes a lot of sense. Or Rushmore. So, which oh, are two movies we, we haven't done yet. We haven't Royal done Tenenbaums, do, do that one with Britain. <laughs> he won't no, he he would never pick it.
3: The uh, I would the 100
1: percent come on Cinema 9 to tell all the things that are wrong with the Royal Tenenbaums and why it's a terrible <laughs> movie. I'd be more than happy to do that. Or I can do random Star Wars quotes, uh, quotes like "Stay on target." Stay on target. <laughs> I mean, just random stuff. I like that. I'm done yeah. with that. Uh, so, Grayson
2: Rodriguez got so much stronger over the season last year. Lazardo peaked and never really went below a three ERA. So, the guys in the chat here are kind of chastising my pick. They'd rather have Grayson. I prefer the gamble of Grayson over Lazardo, says Chad. Damn. Well, I'm going to have to live with that misery forever and yes, Ben! I don't even know what you guys are talking about over there. Alright, next up is on the Plotso Podcast. We're live here, and if you're watching this in replay, thanks for being here. Drop a comment. Tell us what you think about these players, these strategies, the talk of Draft Prep 2024. We're getting so excited for this season. I love doing this show with these guys. Follow Mike Virginia on Twitter at underscore Mike V A and Brett Allen, two T's, two L's. I'm at M J And so we're doing this one it's called what is it called who cares just listen to this for a two second. Little mice. two little mice
1: fell in a bucket of cream
2: two little mice so we've got two players going head to head first one right off the bat and full credit to mike virginia for putting this together thank you mike no problem we got geloff versus mclean
3: Go ahead. I'll start with we'll start with you, Britton. Uh, which of these two guys? And, and the reason why, just for you guys to get a little background here too, the reason why uh, these guys are here is I'm also looking at ADPs with these guys as well, so in terms of drafting them. So I want you to take that into account with your answer here. Who are you drafting? Matt McClain of the Cincinnati Reds
1: or Zach Geloff of the Oakland Athletics? I love Matt McClain. He was an Arizona Fall League guy a couple years ago. He bat third for the Sun uh, uh, the devils or whatever it was. So I actually got to see him. I love Cincinnati and I love hitting in uh, the great America small park over there. I do like Zach Geloff too. Um, I love Geloff. He was the, the leader of the fellowship of the ring with the hat and the, you will not pass. I thought he did a great job in that movie, but uh, he does play for the A's, which is a big, big, ish problem i think i don't That's want putting any, mildly. i don't want any A's players if, if i don't have to because they're going to be dead last and run scored uh and it's just not a competitive team so uh i'm going to go with uh M- McLean with the reds
0: two little mice
1: uh for me i love mcclain's bat i
2: love his back control i think he can hit for a nice average and i love a guy who plays home games in cincinnati i know not Everybody can take advantage of that park for some damn reason. I'm talking about you, Tyler Stevenson. Damn it. But uh, I like McLean here. Although I admit, you know, Gelof's got a lot of room to run and just have a free-for-all in Oakland. But home park, vast difference. And I just prefer McLean's skill set. The reason why I bring it up, too,
3: is in, in ADP-wise, I don't, I don't remember where McLean is going. But do you guys think... That and I hear all your takes in terms of the ballparks, the team context, all of that is obviously considered in my in my opinion here too. Uh I prefer Matt McClain. I don't know if I like his draft price though. Um so oh. do you guys have any do you guys have any concerns with where he's going in, in in drafts, Matt McClain? And if you guys give me a second, I'll bring it up. He's actually going pick sixty three right now, and Zach Geloff is going at pick one thirty nine. That's a
1: great point. I think it is. If, you, if you want McLean, you're going to have to pay up. But uh, you know, I think it's w- worth considering and doing because have y'all looked at second base? It ain't g- it ain't great. Nope. Um, Standard Bogarts. What are you talking about? Standard Bogarts. I don't.
2: Oh, oh, here we go. Is this this year's third base? Is it full yes. of depth? Yep. From last year, last year was oh, third yeah. base didn't have depth, so this year second. I just want to make sure I know what the uh, narratives are, so I can ignore them. Uh, you know, Sorry, m-
1: Michael Govier and I, and, and maybe you too, Mike V. We were on Andre Yemenez when he was a Met, and he yeah. he's the hardest working man in show business. Great talent, but it's you know, but Cleveland like it's just not it's just not working. So you want a, you want a second baseman in a good situation, and that's that's mclean He's got the talent. He's going to get the playing time. He's going to get all the playing time he can get. He's he's he, he's out of all the the Ellie and all those talented uh, Novel Marte. Like he's the one guy that has the least threat to his playing time. He's going to play. He's Agreed. going to play every day. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think you I, I'd pay up for him. This
2: is the Glarf draft from last weekend on Saturday. Matt McLean, he's up there, very highly touted and appreciated. So. Sorry,
3: where where is he at right there?
2: I can't see on the screen.
3: He's on
1: the far right, um, fourth round.
2: Oh, Nailed there it, Britain. Good eyes. Yeah, he's see. He's got the uh, orange, which is for second base.
1: Mm. I, right. I want I'm him. Off. Look at him. I, I want, want him ahead of all the other guys that that are yeah. drafted below. I mean, man. shout
2: out Jenny Butler. <laughs> Took Matt McClain there in round. Four. In fact, open round four. So that she took Judge, Zach Wheeler, Edwin Diaz, and then Matt McClain. And I tell you what, Jenny Butler always snipes me, so clearly Matt McClain's going to have a great year this year. And she took Bryson Stott a few rounds later. That's kind of fun. But, yes, McClain goes there. Uh, Geloff goes. Find the Geloff, folks. See if you can right find it. Oh, I found it. I found it. Oh, you got it. Round yeah. 10. Round 10 by Doug Roth. What up, Dougie? Shout out to Doug Roth, Chicago's finest. So there you go. There's an example of what just took
1: place. Like Mike, uh, Mike Govier, yeah. shout out getting Otani and Austin Riley Those are two great two great ways to start your draft. Hit the applause oh, button. Hit applause button. Yay! Yay!
2: Very nice. Thank you, baby. I know Otani's not pitching this year, but I don't give a shit. I'm expecting Austin Riley I'm expecting 40 dongs, 35 at worst and I'll 30 steals. 30-30 season yeah. Otani coming soon to A baseball stadium near you. Baseball yeah, oh, Tommy
1: on the Dodgers bat in second is, is a recipe for wild success.
2: Hell yeah. Okay. What's next, Mike? Next too one. Little nice.
3: Really, really quickly, because again, I think we all know how good these guys are, but I, I'll tell you why my answer, but I'll let you guys answer here first. Uh, let's just say, obviously Acuna and Bobby Witt, Witt are off the board here. Uh, are you taking Julio Rodriguez or
1: Corbin and Carol? Uh, Two little mice. Nice. I'm yeah. taking Kyle Tucker, baby. Ooh. No, you're cheating. You can't do that. I'm Come taking on. Kyle Tucker. I'm not taking. Uh, I like Julio Rodriguez. Obviously, he had kind of a rough start. I'm not. I'm not thrilled with hitting at uh, in Seattle. But Kyle Tucker is the. I think should be the number three player drafted. Um, Interesting. He's going to. I think he's going to bat third. He's going to bat. It's going to be or maybe second with uh, Dusty. Gone. The shackles Got are it. going to be released. It's Django Unchained. It's going to be Kyle Tucker Unchained. It's Kyle Tucker, 27-year-old. We're talking
3: 30-30 uh,
1: hitting in the Astros lineup. It is – Kyle. it's going to be the year of Kyle Tucker. Uh, I totally forgot that
3: Dusty Baker is out of Houston now, Britton. You just sold me. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm, yeah, in on, I'm in on look, Dusty's Tucker. a great manager. He's, he's won. He's got a track record of success. But whatever he was doing with – With that lineup, I I don't don't understand it. But it's not going to be that way anymore. It's going to be Kyle Kyle Tucker season with a healthy Jordan Alvarez hitting behind him. Altuve, Bregman. It's going to be Kyle Tucker season. I love me some Kyle Tucker. And I'm not going to keep saying Kyle Tucker. I'm going to stop saying Kyle Tucker any minute now. No more Kyle Tucker.
3: So, who, real quick on the record, if you had to pick between the two, though, Julio Rodriguez, Corbin Carroll. Let's say Tucker also off at three. So it comes to you between Corbin Carroll and Julio Rodriguez. Who are you taking?
1: It's got to be Julio Rodriguez. Uh, Corbin Carroll is awesome, but that whole shoulder thing—I don't, I, I don't know. I, that's like a tiebreaker. I mean, they're both great, but I, yeah. I would go Julio Rodriguez because he's got a little bit more experience, and he doesn't have the shoulder recurring shoulder.
2: But- yeah. Govia, Who are you going with? Uh, it was for, last weekend. We talked about this. There was a lot of talk about how several of us in the Glarf draft were not in on Carroll this year. We're not going to take him that high. And I would go Julio Rodriguez. The reason is, I th- so again we're talking about slim margins here. So yeah. for me, Mike, it's Julio is slightly ahead of Carroll in his progression and development as a player. And I know Seattle's ballpark's been a real bummer, but I, I think we got, we're got we about to see the best of Julio this year because he learned some tough lessons last year. And Carroll's still got to learn some of those lessons. It happens. I mean, you know, there are ups and downs. In Carroll's second full season, he might have some reality checks. And the D-backs may take a step back, not forward. Just because they went to the World Series doesn't mean that they're going to win it this year. That's yeah. pretty much it because otherwise we're talking about if you want a ton of steals, and you're going to get maybe 20 more than who J-Rod gets with Carroll. I can understand that, but I can fill that in later. I just like the batting average and the power. And for OBP leagues, I like J-Rod more than Carroll too. Yeah. Really quickly for me, I'm with you guys. Uh, lock
3: that in again, Michael Govier. A sound a sound, resounding uh, uh, Julio Rodriguez across the board for all of us. Reason for and, and, and Britton already touched on it, uh, I am scared to shit of his shoulder. Uh, and it just... For me, he's not a first a guy I'm willing to gamble on as a first round draft pick. So um I'm That's not, putting I'm not him if he falls to me maybe late in the first or early second or something, which won't happen, uh, I'd be more than happy to take him. But as my first round first round pick, I'm I'm out on him this year as well. Give me
2: Julio Rodriguez all day long. Uh, the, the chat the is next... overwhelmingly agreeing, Mike. With, everybody seems to be on J-Rod's yeah. side here, not Carol. And that actually kind of concerns me now because it's a lot of group thing going in one direction, but these are some smart mm-hmm. guys who are talking in the live chat, so I'm torn. Yeah. I'm, I'm Natalie and Brulia. Yeah, <laughs> good pull. Uh, the next
3: next group grouping here I'm going to go with, and this is an interesting one for me, so I'm interested to hear you alls take Evan Carter versus Jordan Walker. Who do we like there between those two guys, and who are you taking and why?
1: Oh wow, that, 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 that's a great uh, head-to-head matchup. I'm going to go Evan Carter. He's from Tennessee, which we we all we all like that, um, and this level of success that he had in the postseason. I mean, you just you can't argue with it. I think uh, Jordan Walker is also a great player. Had some had some rough uh, had some rough spells there, but I think Evan Carter like. He's like a top. He's still a prospect. He, he's like a top five prospect, and yep. those, I mean, his hit tool is insanely good. Now, is he a big power guy? Probably not, but um, you know, he he's an elite hitter. So I'll 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 go with. Plus, you also want a player on the Rangers. So oh yeah, I mean, he was batting third for their post for their postseason run. I mean, that's wild. Yeah, give me Evan Carter. Yeah, Michael Govier, Who are you going with? <laughs> Actually, my inclination was to say Jordan Walker,
2: but everybody here in the live chat saying Evan Carter, and it's not really close. Um, uh, I'll go Walker by a hair. I'm not thrilled about it, but I think there's more opportunity for Walker to mash in a less prodigious and less depth-filled St. Louis Cardinals active MLB roster. And so I think he'll end up getting more at bat. I actually think Walker gets more played appearances this year than carter does i'm gonna lock that in. in That could be crazy but that's what i'm saying right now on this date february 17 2024
1: that's a great point like- that's a great point because evan carter did have difficulty with lefties so yep. and, and plus he got wyatt langford lurking around at some point so yeah there, there there's some d- definite things to be aware of though with evan carter
3: I think that you guys are all, you guys both make solid points. Uh, I'm going to use the tiebreaker here and I'm going to go Evan Carter by hair. It's really, really close for me, Jordan Walker and Ben alluded to it as well. in terms of a hitch in his swing, there's uh, if you search Twitter, you could probably find it. There's, there's a comparison of his batting stance from last year to where he's at now. And it's slightly different with his hands. Um, if you guys remember last year, they sent him down uh, to work on his like launch angle, and everyone exactly. knew that was bullshit because they were they were, in my opinion, at least I thought they were manipulating his uh, service time uh, to send him back down because he was no hitting way. reasonably. Yeah, oh. he was hitting reasonably well before they sent him. It's not like he was having a terrible year. He uh, was actually not bad at all. But this time last year, there was a lot of buzz with Jordan Walker, and that's why I'm No way. Playing. And everyone was in on him. Uh, he's still a highly touted prospect. Uh, I don't know if he still has third base eligibility in some, in some formats, but this is a really, really close one for me between these two guys. Uh, and it's really, really, really close. And I'm going to give a slight edge to Carter simply because of the environment that he's in in that Texas lineup.
2: Chad says they are all in on Carter. Chad also says the Rangers don't have the outfield depth of platoon or send down guys. Uh, Donovan's with me. Okay, yay, look at that. Hey, all right. Far more opportunity for Walker this year. And then Uncle Ted also says that the Rangers have a ton of outfield depth. And finally, Ben, the master of all prospect ceremonies, says, yeah, Walker's swing was great before and oddly would have been similar to Carter. No way. Wow. Okay, that's fun. Uh, all right. So <laughs> I want to do what? more of these, but we got a few other things I yeah. want to get to here. We will have to eventually end this show. We're crushing it, though. We're in the zone today. We're on fire here on the of Podcast, two Wheels, two Z's. You talk. Uh, Give me two. I think we'll, let's table the 40-man roster talk. Uh, Let's just talk about this one guy that I wanted to mention here again.
1: Two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. 30 seconds or less
2: on Gallon or Kirby real quick. Go ahead. Uh I'm going uh Zach Zach
3: Gallon for me. Uh I just think he has uh top five upside. Uh I'm not saying George Kirby's bad, but uh in terms of their values, I think they're pr- pretty much similar in terms of ADP. I don't have it in front of me right now or off the off the top of my head. I think if you wanted to wait and take George Kirby, fine. But uh Zach Gallen for me is a guy that uh I think potentially, potentially, could be behind only Spencer Strider and Garrett Cole's the third starter uh S S P off the board
1: this year. So but I'm interested to hear y'all's take yeah i think you got to go with gallon just his track record his his stuff is filthy and arizona's good so uh, i like zach gallon not that seattle's bad or anything but kirby had that weird thing where he was talking to a reporter and like he didn't want to go out for the seventh inning or something like that because he was trying to limit his innings and it was kind of a big hullabaloo and you know the 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 manager kind of swept it under the rug and george kirby the next day had to give like a, a press conference saying oh i no, I want the ball. I just, you know, I'm oh, just. Yeah. turning. You know, it's just yeah. all that weird stuff. I'm, I'm like, I, you know, I totally get it. You're a professional athlete. You want to take care of yourself, but, but uh, I'll take uh, Zach Gallen with with his just filthy, nasty track record. He's great. Who are you going with, golf? I love
2: George Kirby. I love you, George Kirby. George Kirby. Kirby. Clarice, Kirby. George Kirby. Clarice. Yeah, give me some George Kirby, motherfuckers. I love Zach Gallon. Huge output in innings last year. Uh, there were some, you know, some issues. Right, the arm. Yep. That's not. I mean, he's okay. He's not dead. He's not off the list. But I'm going with Kirby. Ben says Gallon is one of the most underrated fantasy pitchers out there. Consistently drafted as SP seven to ten, but I don't see how he's anywhere below SP four. Everyone
0: loves oh. that Gallon. Wow.
2: OK, so I love it too, but shit, I don't know. I, shit.
3: Gallon's going as the number eight pitcher off the board right now, and Kirby is at number 10, respectively, in terms of their ADPs. Gallon's around pick 35, 36, and Kirby's around 42. So roughly the same. It's just really, really who you who you preference and uh, who you want. Um, team context is important. I would say the Diamondbacks and the Mariners are pretty pretty similar teams in terms of offenses. Would you guys agree?
1: Yeah, I would give a slight edge to to mm. the Arizona. Yeah, I would okay. too. I think Seattle yeah.
2: has a lot to prove offensively.
1: I, I hey, mean, Seattle's got year. Julio Rodriguez, but I mean, JP Crawford. I mean, he's good, I guess. You know, uh, Ty France, not really. I, you know, their their next best player is their catcher, Cal Raleigh. I, I think so. Yep. Yeah, I, I think Arizona's offense is. The better. Is
2: why choose? Just get the turn and stack them both. <laughs> is that possible? Is that
0: legal? I don't know. Genius,
2: genius. Genius, right.
0: genius, genius.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, also, Seattle has made a ton of moves in the offseason, so they're really trying to bring in bats that are going to make a difference this year. Jorge Polanco's in the house. Luke Rayleigh. There's a bunch of people that are up in there now, including the trade they made at the deadline last year. So, we'll see. But we need to see some more production, not just names on a paper in Seattle. And I think we all agree there. Yeah. Let's do this one now. The two little mice is in the bank for now. We're going to do more of those in our upcoming draft strategy sessions. Two little mice. How about this one? Why wasn't I told about this? Who's in charge? Yeah, why wasn't I told about this guy? And it's real simple. It was brought up to me. Oh, bye, Ben. Ben's out of here. See you, buddy. Great show. Wow, I, w- I can't believe Ben likes our show. That's amazing. I didn't think we could win him over. Thanks, Ben keaton win so this is a guy i want to bring up real quick friend of mine ryan who i play in my only cbs league uh really good dude ryan shout out to you ryan that's for you buddy he brought up keaton win to me the other day through a text and i said hmm keaton win i don't really recall him but apparently a guy named rich wilson who is a podcaster and a well-respected man within the world of prospects is very high on keaton win this year so i'd Thought we'd talk about it real quick, because why wasn't I told about this? This is a guy who's off the radar, does not get a lot of pub here, but he got a little showcase last season with 42 innings and looks to be in the rotation for the Giants in 2024 because Robbie Ray's not ready and Alex Cobb is old man trash. So I'm excited about Keaton Wynn's ability here to build upon what he did. His Sierra, he has a 468 ERA here. In 20, 42 innings. The Sierra was uh, under four though, I think a three eighty two.
1: Oh wait a minute. Old man trash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Old man isn't that Alex Cobb's nickname? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Old sorry, man trash Alex Cobb yeah. will never
2: die. Oh my god. He'll never die. Yeah. yeah, he'll never die.
1: Anyways, uh did anyone bother look at this guy? I just wanted no. to mention him real quick.
2: So there wow. you go.
1: Yeah, I did. I, I looked at him. I, I think that's a great late round flyer. He 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 has a a real shot at being a, a good, successful pitcher. Yeah, I'm 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 glad you brought him up. I'm into Keaton Win. I want to draft him and, you know, especially in like 50 round drafting holds, uh, see what he does. Can't do it. Of course we can do it. So think about Keaton Wynn as a late round flyer who could you know if he can
2: give you 115 plus innings this year. He- That would be great. He showed promise, again, like a lot of pitchers do with good K rates and walk rates that were a little higher, but not like exorbitantly high as you would see with other minor leaguers who are trying to work on their command. Keaton Wynn, someone to keep your eyes on. Why wasn't I told about this? Who's in charge? Well, now you know. He had 372 Sierra last year for the record on his
1: ERA plus four. Can I I do two two quick uh, Keaton Wynn type? Uh, players. Um, oh hell yeah! Give it to uh, us. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it. Quick. Do it to me I, one more time. Do it to me one more time. Okay. So obviously uh, Kyle Bradish, who had, who was a free agent. Like, I mean nobody drafted Kyle Bradish last year. He got picked up off the waiver wire. Super super uh, successful. Had a great season. Obviously he's injured, and now we've got John Means, <clears throat> who's also going to be pushed back. So, it, but you want some part of the Baltimore Orioles because. They're a good team. They're run right. And there are two pitchers that are in their system that I think are going to play this year. One is Chase McDermott, and it's Chase-C-H-A-Y-C-E. <clears throat> These are two pitchers that Nick Pollock identified as guys <laughs> to watch out for. Chase Chad's McDermott. already ahead
2: of you. He's already <laughs> – apparently you and Chad are oh, yeah, the same Wells show. Too.
1: Yeah, Tyler <laughs> So Chase McDermott, he was promoted to A last year. He's from – Ball State. What up, Ball State? How are you doing out there? 25 Muncie, years Indiana. Old. Indiana. Muncie, Indiana. That, that's where uh, David Letterman went. Uh, 50 innings pitched, 64 Ks with a 2-5 ERA, a one whip. Um, he's going to play for Baltimore this year. He's going to make starts this year. Chase McDermott. The other pitcher to look out for in Baltimore is Cade Povich. He's a lefty. <clears throat> he's got a five-pitch mix. He's 25 years old. University of Nebraska, go Cornhuskers. 45 innings pitch in AAA, 53 Ks. He's uh, His slider is considered elite, which is what you want to hear from a lefty pitcher, right? So Cade Povich, Chase McDermott, these are two high upside, kind of, like this year's Kyle Bradish. Uh, in, in it's <clears> the <throat> same type of skill, same organization. Chase McDermott, Cade Povich, at the end of your draft, Go get Keaton Wynn, and then a, a round or two after that. Take a look at these two guys.
3: Yeah, I, I like I like to the call, like the call there, Britton. I think in the beginning, I don't know if any of these guys, either of those guys, will break camp with the O's, especially if Means and Bradish are not in the rotation. I think likely what we'll see is Tyler Wells, um, and Robbie already alluded to it earlier in the in the live chat. Um,
1: I think he'll be in there, um, and um, yeah, Cole, Cole Irvin too. Like so, Cole Irvin. Yes, those two guys Urban. are going to start out, but. I mean, Cole, yeah. Cole Irvin, Tyler Wells. Like Tyler Wells played well last year, but he doesn't have that track record. And Cole Irvin's track record isn't anything Stucks. that's going to stop somebody. So yeah, Cole Irvin sucks. Yeah, so I would just keep keep an eye on those two pitchers for for down the road, kind of a Kyle Bradish type that it's going to come out of nowhere and you know, you know, just be awesome. I'm
2: glad he brought it up. Nobody has yeah. a monopoly. I, this is a real quick point. Nobody has an yeah. monop- a monopoly on anybody's name or anybody's like, that's a player that I get to talk about. Like everybody, we can talk about whatever we want. It's all everybody's here. And I'm not saying that that would be an issue, but it's good to hear something you heard, give respect to the person who mentioned it, and then build upon it for yourself. That's what teaching, when I was a teacher in high school, that's what it was all about. We said, good teachers borrow from each other all the time. And that's how you get better. So good stuff. I love it. I love it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, spreading information. And you know I love talking about the Baltimore Orioles with Mike V around because he gets excited. Yeah, you get
3: me sized over here, man. You get me all saucy right now, and (laughs) I'm uh, feeling
1: feeling good about
2: myself. Yeah, oh, my God, look at him. Yeah, (laughs) Joe Lowry's a smart guy here. He's in the chat. What's up, Joe? Keaton Wynn is a split-finger guy. Where did Gossman, a split-finger guy, figure out how to be most effective? In San Francisco, I left Baltimore. my splitter yeah. in San Francisco. That's a song that's coming. I'm going to have to work on that. Yep. Write that one hey, down.
1: Okay. And y'all don't forget about our favorite or my favorite pitcher, who I think is going to finish top three in AL Cy Young consideration, my boy, Ryan Pepio of the Tampa Bay Rays, he's got that Jeffrey Springs Drew Rasmussen vibe going for him. Ooh. If he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, Ryan Pepio is a ace for the Rays. Uh, I love the team, I love the coaching. He came over from the Dodgers, he's got a history of success. Ryan Pepio, aka the piss missile, watch out for that urine stained mattress. <laughs> go draft, go draft Brian Pepeo. His ADP is Are over. We? His ADP is over two hundred. I can't trash believe it. garbage. Are
3: we jumping into the insane fantasy takes uh, segment of our show? Ryan well, actually, we need to make.
2: <laughs> it does sound like it. We need to make yeah. a choice as a team here as a show. So I, I think we should probably just do maybe one more thing here. And that because we got, we're going to do more of these draft prep sessions. Yeah. And anything we don't get to today, we could apply to the next show. Truly, so. What do you guys think? We still have insane fantasy takes. We got breakouts. And of course, our professional development, hard hit rate versus exit velocity, which is, you know, something I wanted to do because we're a show for everybody. You know, people, we're not a show for the insiders of our own industry. I mean, that doesn't sound like fun. There's a lot of people out here who love fantasy baseball, and we want to share and learn with all of them. So what do you guys think here? We could probably do the PD next week. Do you want to do uh, the breakouts or the insane fantasy takes, gentlemen? I love both of them. Because I guess I, I just
1: did an insane read. take. So maybe I wanted So let's hear okay. y'all's insane takes.
2: Insane takes?
3: LV, you, you, go, you go first. Britain, or is that Ryan Peppio,
1: t- top three AL uh, Cy Young Award, Ryan Peppio for the race. Lock it in. Wow. Okay. Well, we- <laughs> it's Blanco Podcast 2Ls, two 2Zs. Utah.
2: And the final segment of today's draft prep 2024 session one is insane fantasy takes.
0: Insane fantasy takes. Ooh, Why you take I love
1: player? it. Insane fantasy takes. Oh, Why you take a is Cypress Hill. It is. Yep. Why oh you take a net
0: insane fantasy takes. Why you taking that player? You must be insane. Insane fantasy <laughs> takes.
2: All right, so insane fantasy takes. Boy, we have not. Those of you have been here since we first started doing this silly show in 2020 you remember that We might have debuted this segment in 2021 actually but haven't done it a real long time so i'm glad to bring it back and that's why you know mike had all these ideas in the thread we're like what do you guys want to do the show about and i'm like oh let's let's bring something unique here let's have some fun and still inform entertain all at once and i had forgotten about insane fantasy takes so this is definitely a segment i'm happy to be back in the fold and for me you know, I, I look.
1: I I'm look happy around. to have Cypress Hill back in the fold. Uh, yeah, Mike. that was fantastic. I just, I just got, I just got flashbacks of 1999 in Panama City Beach, Florida, at <laughs> Spinnaker's. <laughs> Spinnaker's! I was a Club La Vila guy myself. Club La Vela. Uh, Spinnaker's, been uh, <laughs> it, <you> know, <laughs> Cypress Hill riding up and down 30A like a gangsta, like a SEC gangsta. <laughs> what up, Cypress Hill? In my uh, Honda Accord, hey, oh, let's yeah. let's drunk drive over to Club La Vila. Who's in? Me. <laughs>
2: yep, that uh. happened. Obviously, a lot. And if you didn't get arrested down there, then you lucked out. Oh yeah. All right. So, my insane fantasy take here for 2024 is the following, and this is insane, and people who know me, they'll probably think, well, you're biased. Well, that's the whole point of an insane fantasy take, okay? Uh, By the way, uh, I have no problem using the word insane. I am a mental health counselor, but I'm not using it in a derogatory way to replace words like demons and shit. So if you don't like it, fuck off. So I am going with Trey Cabbage is going to hit 20 Home runs and steal thirty five bases in twenty twenty four.
1: Love
0: it. Love it. Takes.
1: There you go. He did it in the minor leagues, so obviously he's he, in Houston now. He can do
0: he, it. Yeah.
2: L. A. said the Angels gave up just like they always do, right? And now he's in Houston, and Dusty Baker's gone, and this is gonna hurt. I actually. Russell Withers, shout-out to our guy, Russell Withers, who is a great dude, ArmchairRoto.com. He's going to be on the show next week. I I talked to him about having him on board, and he was a guy who loved Corey Jolks last year of the Houston Astros. Now that Trey Cabbage is there, it's bad news for Jolks. It is. So we'll see how this plays out. I understand the playing time is still uncertain for Cabbage, but that's the whole point of this. Let's get radical.
1: Love it. There you go. Did he really really do that in the minors? Yeah, he went like 30-30. He, he, he was oh, a, a minor league star. Um, yeah, his big bugaboo was just big whiff rates, right? Yeah, he came up to the Angels and, and floundered. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Um, he did 30
2: home runs, 32 steals in 107 games last year at A Salt Lake City. You go know? Tigers! Oh, and go Tigers, sure. Why not?
3: Well, I'm drafting Trey Cabbage now. Thank you for that, Michael Govia.
2: Heck yeah. And depending on the league, he has first base and outfield eligibility, depending on what format you're in. There you go. Lock it in. Booyah. Where's the lock button? I lost it. All right, who's next? Next f- insane fantasy take.
3: Mine's not as insane as your guys' but this is going to uh, ruffle some feathers here because uh, this if you guys f- followed me last year, he is this year's Josh Lowe, okay? So I'm on record of saying this. I was really high on Josh Lowe going into draft season. Obviously, you know, had a good season. I wouldn't say it was spectacular. You know, they manipulated his playing time because he was sitting against lefties and yada yada. I was high, high, high on Josh Lowe. This year's Josh Lowe for me. Nolan Jones will finish as a top five outfielder in fantasy baseball. Lock oh,
0: in. wow. I love it. Insane fantasy takes.
3: Wow! Oh, hell
0: yeah! So I've you are buying Twitter.
3: in. Yep, I've gotten ripped on Twitter. Everyone's like, oh, that BABIP is so high. He's going to regress. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I hope, that, I hope that deters. Anybody who's listening in any of my leagues that I'm in right now, and we're waiting for our drafts till March. I hope that deters you from drafting so I can get him. Okay. Yes, I'm not saying that he's going to be, I think his Babbitt was in like in the 400s, I think last year. And that's scaring people off. But here's a guy that went 2020, okay, and limited playing time for the Rockies. Okay. I love the ballpark. That's a huge reason for why I'm in on Nolan Jones. This and right having dual eligibility at first base and outfielder. Okay. I think he'll be oh, in yeah. the top of that lineup. And if my first baseman is stealing 20, 30 bags, I'm all in. Uh, I'll, I'll take that every single day of the week and twice on Sundays. So Nolan Jones finishes as a top five outfielder. Let's hear it. Bring it on.
0: Booyah. Insane fantasy takes. Why are you
2: taking that player? Well, he just clearly it out his case. That's why he's taking that player. Nolan Jones, right? Yep. Love or Nolan
0: Jones. Coors.
1: All right. Uh,
2: you Brittany, you got place. one for us?
1: I got well. I was going to uh, kind of piggyback off of um, Mike V's. Oh, I was go going to say Hunter Goodman leads the Colorado Rockies in home runs this season with cool. 32 home runs. Hunter Goodman, Ooh. who is ADP, oh, I don't know, 300 <laughs> more than that, I think. But well, yeah, whatever. His, his power is crazy good, and I also believe he's from the University of Memphis, which is where I went to school. But uh, so go. Go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. Hunter Goodman go the Colorado Rockies outfield. He's going to play uh, every day. Uh, so there's nobody blocking him. He's going to play. He's going to hit. And you know that Coors Field, you know, especially during the summer, it's like when you crack open that cold beer, you hear that ksh- that's what it's like hitting a chorus field in the summer when it warms Coors. up, all those balls start flying mm. like we're at the mm. whole house.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the whole house. <laughs> hey, get out of the whole house. Get your
2: ass in here.
0: <laughs> Insane Fantasy Take.
2: Hell yeah. I love it. Hunter Goodman. Okay. Wow. We got some fun sitting fantasy takes for today. I do, uh, you know, Britain, did we cover, you wanted to allude to one guy early in the show that we talked about later. Did we talk about that guy? I do want to give you time since you alluded yeah, we, to it this show.
1: We, got we there? did, but we talked okay. about the two Baltimore pitchers. The, those were the Good. guys that I was referencing, okay. um, uh, earlier. So because of the injury to Cal Bradish, I think there's chad has got one to, here.
2: My insane fantasy take is the Royals will produce five top 100 players en route to a playoff berth.
1: Wow. That is a great take. take. All right. So you've got uh, Vinny P. He could be a top 100 player, right? You've got Salvador Perez. You've got Bobby Witt Jr. And that's about as far as I can get off the top of my head. (laughs) uh, 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 what's his name, Michael? Who leads Michael off? Michael Ga- Garcia. Michael Garcia. He, If he leads off, yeah. What do y'all nope. think? Nope. I love it. Nope. I, it's fun
2: for me. I mean, I think the Tigers are going to be good this year, but if the Royals are good, it might come at the Tigers' expense as well. But I'd love to see them be the best two teams in this division, in the AL Central. But the other problem is the Twins are fully loaded, and I am very confident that the Twins will win the division this year in the AL Central. So... Is there room for the Royals to have five top 100 guys and still struggle, I guess, as a team?
1: I guess. Well, they did get that. They they did get that reliever that's going to pitch three innings each week at least. Oh, shit. Look who's
2: here. Oh, my God. Sorry. This is an old school star platinum. What's up, dude? I haven't seen you in like three years. When we used to do the fan shows on Sunday night in 2021, Perez Valesquez. Okay. Star, I love seeing old-time names that just suddenly appear on a show when we haven't seen you in forever. Good to see you here, Star Platinum, Rockin' and Rollin'. Woo! Sorry
3: to interrupt that's,
1: that's a good call, Star.
3: Yeah. One more Start thing September. I just want to go back. I, can I go back to Nolan Jones for 2 seconds? I just want to make sure I, I I make this make this point. To finish, up, to finish up September, Nolan Jones hit 349 with 7 home runs, 12 stolen bases, 23 RBIs and 23 runs scored in the month of September. Was that good? So Oh, that's real good, baby. That's real good. That's Hit the course really button good. one more time. Tours. Your that's boy, man, Mike, Mike Virginia, is getting a chubby over here. So oh my I, God. I, am, I am locked in on no Better head on over to the
2: whole house then, Mike. Take care of it's, business. Mike, they,
1: Mike B said, It's whole house time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Turn down the lights. Oh, well, I'm that's the thing. I hear the whole house, house.
2: house, they don't even have lights. It's just a free for all in there. Yeah. So it's cray cray. Oh, wow. You guys crushed it today. This is so much fun. I really enjoyed it. This show was everything we wanted it to be. We prepared. We did most of what we wanted to do. I love it. I feel really good. I think we're y'all, locked y'all in Y'all prepared. Yeah, you cool. we all did. We need to make that.
1: Y'all did. Mike VA did the show sheet. Fantastic. Shout, shout yes, out. Yes, he did.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. We set us up, no doubt. And really, really good. We all did it together too, Brit. You always sell yourself short. By the way, you were talking about how the Dynasty show is really pumping and raising our numbers here. Oh, well, your show with Paul Spore has been a big hit too, as far as individual shows on our YouTube page. Oh, and that's thank a good. You. Yeah,
1: it was a lot of fun. He knows Paul Spore. He's he, he knows fantasy baseball in and out. He was he was a great great guy to talk to.
2: He's a good man and thorough. Uh The Royals' rotation is quietly nasty. Oh boy, a couple of quick. Insane Takes before we get out of here. Jake Eater is the White Sox ace this season. (laughs) Hunter Brown leads AL in K's. This is all from Uncle Ted. And then Shoto Imanaga has a better season than Yamamoto.
0: Insane Fantasy Takes.
2: That's intense. Okay, good job, guys. A lot of fun here today. Make sure you follow... Oh, we got bring back that Sunday night show you were about pickups for the week. Well, the good news is... We were doing the show again last year, right, Mike VA? Yeah, there we, did, we
3: did that show last last year, so that will be a staple coming into, into the regular season. So make sure you guys tune into that as well once we kick, kick off the season.
2: Yeah, this, we started doing it, what, about halfway through the year maybe? Yeah, yep. Last
1: year. Yeah, and everybody, yep. everybody watched the, the prospect shows. Those shows are awesome. Okay. The, I, I love listening to those shows. They, they hit the three teams and they hit the major prospects. It is fantastic.
2: You're right. You're absolutely right. Robbie, Baseball and Ben. I mean, those guys know about Dynasty Baseball and Minor League Baseball as much as anybody in the biz. No disrespect to anybody else, but they are Lots of good they're info. underrated. Yeah. They really and not
1: are. not just the stars either. They they get into like a, the the nitty-gritty, uh, you know, in-depth. I love it.
2: Oh, of course. Yeah, it's not just surface stuff. That's why the next big three series, it's about the top three, and it's also about the next big three that are in waiting. And, of course, they can't help themselves. They'll talk about, like, five or six other guys because that's how they do it. Also, Chad wants us to know, throw out a quick plug to remind everybody that lots podcasts have a big interview with the president of Negro League Baseball Museum, Bob Kendrick, March 13th, 5 p.m. Eastern time on our airwaves. Make sure you check that out. That's a great get, and I'm looking forward to hearing that. I've heard really good things about Bob Kendrick. Follow Mike on Twitter at my underscore Mike V A. Allen two T's two L's and M J You Utah podcast two L's two Z's. Me too. Everybody else that's in our family. The Discord's free. The links in the description. The Patreon starts at three bucks. We're ramping everything up here. We're in the zone. We're unstoppable. Live chat crushed it. I couldn't be more thrilled than I am right now to be doing the show with the people I do it with. Starting over with Russell Crowe.
1: Bye, bye, oh, your cannonball sucks. Oh, right, lads. Now I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion and though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all,